Hey everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Mom to Mom. I am your host, Nisha Hopkins. Let's Talk Mom to Mom is candid conversation for fearless moms in business to discuss, learn, and share their struggles and successes of being a mompreneur. Each episode, I'll have the opportunity to chat with other moms about their real life struggles and the things they've conquered, and some may still be working through within life and in business. This platform is to help, assist, and guide you through your journey of entrepreneurship and motherhood. Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Let's Talk Mom to Mom podcast. Finally, we are here and we are celebrating season two. However, before I get started, before I start celebrating, I want to apologize first. That's number one. I want to apologize simply because I was supposed to release the podcast two weeks ago and I was promoting and I was excited and I had everybody excited and I dropped the ball. I take full responsibility. I was being stubborn Tanisha. <laughs> what ended up happening is I usually schedule the episodes to automatically run, automatically, you know, air. And what ended up happening, I was like, I'll, you know, send in my own manually. And I ended up deleting the entire episode. And it really caused the delay in my schedule and the delay in everything. So it caused us to delay the launch of season two. So I have to apologize for that. I am so sorry. I promise y'all <laughs> it was not intentional, but I I have to go from there to just thanking everybody, thanking everybody for their patience, for their constant support, for the encouraging words, everybody that has checked on me and my family over the last couple of months who've asked about the podcast, promoted it, shared it. I truly appreciate you all. And you just don't understand how uplifting and motivating that can be even in someone else's darkest moments, because a lot of times I was ready to throw in a towel, but I had you all to kind of, you know, uplift me. Even on days I wasn't even thinking about anything. I had somebody, you know, hey, how's the podcast? When is the new episode? And that type of stuff. Definitely keep that coming. I truly appreciate you all. I am grateful for you all. And I look forward to, you know, this season <laughs> with everything that's happening. I'm sharing some awesome things with everybody. I have some amazing women that have shared their stories again for season two. And we have some exciting things that's coming up. But let me get right into things. So this week, we actually have our first guest of the season, Miss Akissi Hill, that'll be joining us. And just a little bit about Akissi. I actually met Akissi, I believe it's been about two or three years. We were on an international business retreat in Paris, France. And she was really, really sweet. And just a Southern, overall Southern bill, like <laughs> to know her is honestly to love her. And we kind of connected. We were both moms and we connected and we talked about the organizations. I told her about the Mogul Mom Network and she was, you know, speaking to me about Ambitious Girl Inc. So I just automatically knew this was someone I needed to bring on this show. And um, especially with everything that's happening with the pandemic, with us, you know, just trying to continue to uplift, motivate and communicate with our children. It was it was only right and necessary that we started this season off with a kissy. So let me go ahead and share a little bit of information about a kissy. Advocate, international speaker, life coach, and founder of Ambitious Girls, Inc., raised in North Hills, California, in Forest City, Arkansas, Akissi Hill has been on a purpose-driven mission for over 10 years, creating programs and initiatives for both women and girls. One being an annual conference in Arkansas, which led to the founding of Ambitious Girls, Inc., a character and confidence-centered organization for girls, which 
was recognized in 2013 and 2017 as a national promising practice organization by the Character Education Partnership in Washington, D.C. In 2011, Akissi traveled to Baltimore, Maryland with her platform and co-founded a free annual conference for girls in Baltimore, where the former mayor, Stephanie Rollins-Blake, presented her with the City of Baltimore recognition in honor of her outstanding leadership and devotion. In 2016, Akissi was nominated as a change-making woman and attended the inaugural United States of Women's Summit in Washington, D.C., selected by the White House because of her commitment and service to girls and women. In 2018, she began serving as one of the selected women for the United States of Women First Class of Ambassadors to represent cities across the United States to achieve one million actions on gender equality. Akissi believes all girls are ambitious and every girl is an ambitious girl. And she expanded the scope of the Ambitious Girl platform by launching the Ambitious Girl Academy in 2018. Most recently, she created the Ambitious Girl Assembly to bring the Ambitious Girl Magic experience to girls around the world. To date, thousands of girls in Arkansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, and Africa have been empowered by initiatives offered and created by Akissi. Akissi has been a featured speaker, workshop presenter, and panelist delivering presentations in the United States as well as in Paris, France, and Cape Town, South Africa. Whether she is speaking to girls or women, Akissi is known to bring ambitious girl magic wherever she goes. Akissi has been featured as the cover story of ML Magazine, The Peace Magazine, and The Showcase Magazine as one of the celebrated progressive Black women. Fox 16 as well in Cape Town TV, the Espresso Show and Afternoon Express on SABC News South Africa. Additionally, she is also the co-author of two books that feature her life lessons in growing up on and forward personally and professionally. Akissi's words of wisdom are, sometimes we have to grow through things to make them right when they are wrong and easy when they are hard. While she is known by many as Ambitious Akissi, before the ambition, Akissi is simply a woman who values her family, appreciates her friends, and enjoys life and strives daily to be obedient to God, who is the center of it all. So let's welcome Akissi to the show. I am so excited about this week's episode because we have Miss Akissi Hill joining us. So I actually met Akissi on a international business retreat in Paris, and she is simply amazing. So I just gave you all just a brief intro. So Akissi, please share with us um, a little bit about your journey to becoming a mompreneur. Sure. So for me, you know, um, I've always been ambitious. And at one point I was overly ambitious and my drive for helping young ladies, helping girls, helping women, just helping everybody grow, just pretty much led me on this path to where I now am a businesswoman thriving in the areas that I've been pretty much maneuvering in all my life. So uh, for me, it started out as a passion, as a purpose, something that I love to do. And there's a quote that Oprah Winfrey has that states, 
you know you love to do something when you're willing to do it for free. And I honestly read that years ago and I took it and ran with it. And initially I felt like, okay, this is something I love to do. I'm supposed to do it for free. I'm not supposed to charge. So I would go in my car from city to city, speaking for free, not charging, just hosting these wonderful um, events, conferences, workshops, whatever. There was space for me to operate in an ambitious way to help women and girls. I was there. But I began to get burned out. And I didn't realize that it was because I was pouring so much out and not getting anything in. So I began to dread doing some of these things. And I had to take a step to revamp and see what am I doing wrong? Well, there was one particular lady who I worked with and she would come in my office every single day and just ask for advice and get motivation. And she finally said, you know what? You need to be a life coach. And I'm like, me? She's like, yeah, you, you need to be a life coach. And I'm like, nah, that's not for me. At that time, I'm looking at Ayala Van Zandt, Lisa Nichols, and I'm saying, you know, that's for them. I'm not on their level. And she said, you're never going to be on their level because your level is for you. And they even started somewhere. And I said, you know what? She's right about this. So I got to looking into exactly what it is that a life coach does. And when I saw the description and, you know, looked into some of these other life coaches, I thought, you know what? I've been doing this all along. So it was in that moment that I transformed from a Kissy the motivator, a Kissy the mentor, to becoming the life coach that I was purposed to be in helping women and girls grow. I love that. That That's very similar to uh, my journey as well. What most people don't know is like in 2014, I actually had a youth organization called Girl Power. And it was a mentor group for young girls. And what I started to realize that really got to me is because these girls were kind of motivated when it was time for them to come to the events and the workshops. But when they got home, you know, they were living in this different world and it was, it was, you know, causing a toll on them and how they, you know, interacted in school and everything. And I just could not understand where the disconnect was. And that's what actually inspired me to start working uh, specifically with moms. And then as I began to kind of go into my journey a little bit more, I was like, wait a minute, like, you know, not only can I help these girls, but I can kind of reach out to their moms. So you saying that I just had to share a little bit of that because it really, really inspired me because I, I feel you <laughs> now. <laughs> now, um, I know that you said that you were extremely ambitious, which I'm guessing is, you know, was the birth of ambitious, ambitious girls, Inc. So what inspired you cr to create the ambitious girls, Inc.? Oh, you know what? <laughs> that is a story in itself as well. And I love uh, the name of the, of the organization that you had for girls, because believe it or not. Thank you. Ambitious girls, you're welcome. Ambitious girls started out as girl talk. Wow. That, <laughs> yes. So um, in 2009, actually in 2008, um, I had been saying, for years, I'm going to go back to my hometown and I'm going to do something for girls. When I graduated and, you know, went to college, I, um, of course, at that point had been mentoring and doing all these things, but there was something inside of me that just kept bothering me and bugging at me about 
young girls. And so at this point, I had just finished my, my undergrad program. And I said, when I graduate grad school, I'm going to do something. Well, at that time, my brother, who is about four years younger than me, we were at our hometown's homecoming game. And he said, whatever you were going to do for these girls is too late. And I said, no, it's not. The time is now. So I didn't know what to call this thing. You know, I didn't have a manual that I was looking at. I just knew I want to do something for girls. So this was back in the yellow book page days. So I got in my, <laughs> my yellow book and I was looking up the high schools and the elementary schools and middle schools nearby. And I just picked up the phone and I asked for the principal or the youth counselor. And I said, hey, my name is the Kissy Hill and I'm hosting Girl Talk on January 31st. And I want to invite your girls. I didn't have a name. I just called it Girl Talk because that's exactly what I was about to do with these girls. We were going to talk about the importance of education. We were going to talk about the awareness of HIV AIDS and teen pregnancy. We were going to talk about the importance of sisterhood. I didn't have a set agenda, but I just knew that I wanted to talk to these girls and really help them continue on their road of productivity because growing up in a small town like I did, there wasn't much to offer the girls. You know, we have a Walmart, um, high school, elementary school, middle school, and one or two grocery stores, a skating rink, which is not even there anymore, a movie theater, and that's pretty much it. So at this point, there were a lot of girls who were dropping out of high school. A lot of girls were fighting one another. A lot of girls who were just all over the place, but not looking beyond the small city that they were growing up in. And so what I did was I sent out these invitations. I didn't know how many were going to show up. I really didn't expect many to show up. I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll have 20, 25. I kid you not, there were 61 girls that showed up to Girl Talk. Wow, that's my, This, and, and when my best friend told me, she said, there are school buses pulling up outside. And I said, what? <laughs> you know, we didn't have, we started out with a cake, bottles of water, notebook paper, um, packets from different colleges that I had reached out to that gave me information for the 11th and 12th graders, and that was it. I had myself as a speaker, my cousin who was a teen mom that spoke to them from a teen mom's perspective, and my husband who spoke to them from a male's perspective. Because mind you, a lot of these girls, like myself, um, are growing up in single parent households. So a lot of them didn't have that fatherly figure. So it was important that they had a male talk to them about their worth, about their own beauty, about recognizing who they are before the next boy comes along and tells them things that they want to hear without understanding that these boys don't have any more direction as you do. So, mm -hmm. you know, make sure that you love and, and enjoy who you are first so that you won't depend on anybody else to try to give you worth. And so that went on for a couple of years and I left that event feeling so empowered. And the girls and even the parents were asking, when's the next one? And I'm like, next one, this is it. This was my one thing that I was supposed to do to give back. So what I did was I did it again. And after that, the next year, the girls were asking me, you know, can we come over to where you live in Little Rock? It's born over here. And I thought, okay, you know, that would be great because it'll make it easier on me to do it where I live versus trying to travel back to my hometown to put on an event. And after about four years, of doing this, I always went by Ambitious Akissi on Instagram and Facebook because I'm naturally shy. Well, I used to be naturally shy. And for me, the things that I was doing, that was Ambitious Akissi. That wasn't Akissi. That was Ambitious Akissi. Mm -hmm. 
because ambitious to kissy had a way of stepping out of her comfort zone to do things that a kissy would never think to do so for me it was always oh that's that's the ambitious girl in me and girl talk at the time i didn't know when i first started out that it was a magazine it was a radio show you know it's so common and i wanted something that was different i wanted something that all girls would be able to identify with and so i got laid off from my job i will never forget this in 2013 i was working at arkansas baptist college which is a historically black college and at the time mind you i'm in a in a bind in my own household with my finances and and things because at that time my husband who drives trucks had ended up with a truck that was breaking down and of course when the truck's breaking down, you can't drive it because it's in the shop. So you're spending money, but you're not making money. And so at this time, I'm up at two in the morning planning the Girl Talk conference as if I don't have a care in the world. And I'm thinking to myself, now here I am supposed to be worried about my own household, my own problems, but I'm just setting it to the side to continue planning this conference. And I thought, oh, that's just ambitious and kissy again. And I thought, that's it, that's the name ambitious girls ink because all girls are ambitious and every girl's an ambitious girl and that is how ambitious girls ink was birthed i love it i i really really love it now i know that you have like graduations for these girls and you have all type of amazing things going on can you share with us a little bit about what you have going on with them sure you know this all stemmed from that night one thing that i can say is that no matter what i've gone through no matter what i go through i'm always able to pick up the pieces and just continue on with the mission ahead and i give all glory to god for that so for me when i realized that this was the platform this was it god gave me so many ideas and so many ways to where i can reach these girls that it just, it's still, there's a, the portion in me that's still something that I cannot describe in words. And the only word that I can use to describe all this is God. So what he did was he showed me, not only are you supposed to be doing these conferences, but my love for teaching, I found that years after I graduated with my undergraduate degree in accounting. And to fulfill that, God gave me the Ambitious Girl Academy. And through the Ambitious Girl Academy, this is an intimate, personal, and group development platform for middle and high school girls. You know, girls and boys, they grow different. You know, they are different. So girls, they're at school sharing their classmates, boys and other young ladies with their teachers. At home, they're sharing their parents with their siblings. But girls need a space just for them. And this is the Ambitious Girl Academy. This is where the girl can bring her, turtle, her total self, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of how loud she is, how quiet she is, how shy she is, how outgoing she is. She's able to bring all of that to the academy and also connect with other young ladies and other girls that are just like her, but are also different. They're able to come together and respect each other's differences, but also see how they all match together for God's purpose. And one thing that we focus on is character, confidence, and creativity. And that first begins with knowing who you were created by and what you were created for. You know, purpose doesn't start after high school. Like a lot of us were taught, 
we were so pretty much taught, you know, you go to school, you graduate, you go to college, and you live your life. But they're purposeful now. And I always like to point out how, you know, you're, you're a young lady. Um, you were once a little girl. So I'm pretty sure you've either been told this or you've heard this. And that is that saying, girl, you don't know it all. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're elder, girl, go sit down somewhere. You don't know it all. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my outlook on that is with these girls, honestly, they do. When it comes to what they're doing and who they're doing with and who is involved in what, they know all of it. They know all the tea, as the young people like to say. It's us adults that are unaware. So in a sense, they do know it all. So if you put that girl that you're so quick to say you don't know it all to, if you put her in a position to be empowered to use her voice, but just teach her how, she will begin to be confident and sprinkle her magic on her peers. And what this does is put her in a position to be that natural born leader that she was created to be. So instead of feeling like, oh, let me go sit down somewhere because I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. It shows her that there's a time and a place to use that voice that you have. And so after doing the work in the academy through the group classes, they also do one-on-one coaching with me. They're then paired with their mentor for nine months. But after that coursework, they graduate from the Ambitious Girl Academy at the Ambitious Girl Arena, which is our conference that houses 300 girls. Wow, that is phenomenal. That That is phenomenal. Like, I, I come from a large city where I wanted things like that, you know, growing up. So for you to not only, you know, have this going on but you go over and beyond i absolutely love it congratulations to you congratulations to all the moms the girls like that is phenomenal uh you know this is something that has literally blown my mind i never imagined that i would be doing anything like this you know uh, for me it's i don't have a daughter so it's that fulfillment of being able to work with so many girls and it just gives me that, that joy of being able to be a part of their lives. I'm so grateful to all of the parents who trust ambitious girls with their daughters because we can't exist without them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, them coming along and on board and sprinkling their ambitious girl magic, which, by the way, former stands for motivating ambitious girls in Christ and secondary, mentoring ambitious girls in confidence. Yeah, so by them sprinkling their magic they get to own who they are and nothing fills a girl up like knowing she was created for something and understanding what that is and being able to to own that I love it. I love it. now I do want to ask you because the world as we know it now it it looks different it looks different when it comes to sports it looks different when it comes to extracurricular activities youth organization. So how are you keeping these girls encouraged and motivated through this current pandemic? You know, I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, Of course, this caught us off guard. So there was no way that we could uh, prepare for this in advance. So it's actually stretched myself and our leaders as well. So of course, um, one thing that we did immediately, we had just started a new cohort, February 29th, right before this happened. So um, going into quarantine, we immediately adapted to Zoom because that was the space where we could continue our group classes and keep in contact with our girls. Now, of course, it wasn't the same, but 
we were able to still, for the most part, continue on with our agenda. One thing that we've done is we've exposed the girls to um, a movie called Overcomer. And the reason being is because I wanted the girls to look at this pandemic, you know, being quarantined and this entire experience and be mindful that there are things in life that we will have to overcome. And this is one of them. So this allowed us to continue on sparking in them that motivation and inspiration, that empowerment, but foremost, reminding them that no matter what happens, God is in control. So we gave them a space to think about what is it that you're learning from this pandemic? What is it that you're being introduced to in this pandemic? What are some of the challenges you have? And then we've paired them up with fellow ambitious girl sisters to where they can kind of serve as accountability partners and learn something new, whether it's painting online together or listening to another young lady's poem that she wrote or starting to write a book. Because like I say, even though they're young, they're purpose. So we're really teaching them that no matter what's going on in the world around us, we're still continuing on with this ambitious girl magic because it does not stop in the midst of what we're growing through. Continuing to have them communicate, continuing to have them write, continuing to have them express things that, you know, they're, they're going through right now. One thing that's so important for us adults to listen to is how this is affecting them. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the day-to-day, -day, you know, we have to work, our work schedules change, um, the world around us changes that we forget it affects them too. So giving them that voice to be able to, or the space to be able to use their voice and talk about, hey, I'm feeling like this today. And understanding that, okay, me too. You have somebody that you can relate to. And then you talk about it and you come up with a solution to try to maneuver through these changes that you're going through. And based on the feedback, this has really put them in a different space as opposed to what they were experiencing when they first began quarantine. So now they're even more excited about continuing a new school year in the midst of this pandemic just because their mindset has changed. That's really good. And I'm, I'm happy that you brought that up because now something that, that I've realized is my daughter, she's nine now, and she has a lot of questions. Not only have these kids experienced, you know, this pandemic, but the school year closed in the middle of the school year. We've experienced rioting and looting in cities. And I believe, you know, I've, I honestly feel like based on some things I went through in my childhood that I, you know, suffer from PTSD. And my concern as a mom is that I don't want my child to have to go through that, where a lot of moms, you know, are having an issue with how do they protect their child's innocence. So as a mentor, what are some ways that we can communicate what's going on? Uh, in the world around us with our children while still kind of protecting their innocence? You know, I wish that there was a specific answer to fit all for that. And honestly, I'm just going to be real with you because as a mother, that's something that I've struggled with as well. You know, we definitely want to protect our children and we definitely want to, of course, make them aware of going, what's going on but protect their innocence as well. And the, the number one thing that has helped thus far with me, with both raising my son, as well as mentoring the girls, is honesty. 
being honest with them, but also reminding them that this does not take away from who they are, particularly, you know, the color of our skin. That's the biggest factor right now. And so being honest with them and letting them know there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the color of your skin. You be proud of that. But just also understanding that, unfortunately, everybody in this world does not have the hearts that we have. They don't have the mindset to love one another and respect one another the way that we do. But just reminding them that nothing that goes on in this world takes away from who they are. Nothing in this world that goes on takes away from how much we love and value them. But also these teachable moments of, for instance, I have a black son who's 13 years old. So there are real and raw conversations that I have to have with him when it comes to what he wears or how he wears it. And it could be something as simple as how you wear your backpack, unfortunately. Those are things that we just have to be mindful of and go over with them because we're not always with them. Mm-hmm. Just making them know that I love you. I want you safe. And yes, sometimes I might be a little overprotective, but this is just the way that it is and the way that it has to be at the time that we're living in right now. It's crazy because I've always tried to um, brush specific conversations off when it comes to my daughter thinking that I was protecting her by not really exposing her to some of the things that was going on around her. But I'm guessing, like, honestly, TikTok and YouTube and Google, I'd rather me tell my child than her learning it from, you know, all of these social media sites and and different family members because you don't know how they'll kind of tell them. So that's what I've been kind of personally struggling with. Like, how do I tell her in a way that I don't put fear in her heart? So you helped me by just telling me, tell the truth. You know, she's going to have questions and it's just up to, to me to make sure that she's getting true, raw answers, you know, the best that I can answer them. So thank you. Oh, yes. You're welcome. Like, you know, that's, we're all in this together. We are. And again, that those, those support groups and, you know, making sure that we keep our children connected to those friends now is so important like I said for a lot of them all of them really their lives changed upside down the people that they were used to seeing every day that was major you know the things that and for us we don't remember exactly what that felt like to sit with your best friend at lunch to talk to your friend before school starts you know that walk to the bus stop that ride on the bus home those moments were so major to them. And we as parents and even mentors can be so creative in making sure that we continue to keep them connected. Like I say, the internet is so powerful. There are so many platforms for the youth to stay connected. And if we just put our minds together and think of ways that are creative and share those ways, then we can make sure that we keep them in their happy happy places because that's so important. It's so important. It's so crucial to their growth and development right now in this day and time. 
Absolutely. And, and that's, that's real. <laughs> um, something else that stood out that you said, you're raising a, a African-American son. So yes. you do all of this for, you know, Ambitious Girl Inc. And you also have to balance being a mom to your son. So what are some of what are some ways that you've been able to kind of really balance that and express to him as an African-American boy, you know, what's going on in the world around him? Oh, wow. So, you know, like I said, my husband drives trucks and immediately after my son finished this, this last semester, my husband actually took him on the road for five weeks. Just him and my son. Wow. They were on the road, um, in the truck. And, of course, they got to see a lot, you know. And my husband, thank God, was able to talk to him and have those father-to-son, man-to-young-man conversations about what is going on. There was even an instance where my husband, because he's an independent driver, he has his own truck. He had to turn down a load due to a man that said something inappropriate to him. And my son saw all of that firsthand. So he got a real life experience, teachable lesson right then and there. And honestly, those are, those are situations that I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I would be clueless in. Mm-hmm. Because as a mother, my instinct kicks in to protect and shelter first and foremost. So for me, I just thank God that my son was able to experience that. Now, when he got back home, I was able to love on him from a mother's perspective and just affirm and reassure him that, baby, you matter. Your life matters. You're created for a purpose. It doesn't matter what is going on around this world before you, during your time or after, you matter. Yes, there are people in this world that would target you just because of who you are without even knowing who you are, if that makes sense. Unfortunately, there are people out there whose mission is to harm you and others who look just like you. Mm-hmm. And those conversations are very hard to have. They are. But having them creates an avenue for our children to be able to refer back to all the things that they're taught so that when they do go out there, they don't have to go out there scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there'll be a little nervousness but they don't have to go out there scared. They can go out there confident and reassured that number one, they're covered. And regardless of what happens, they're still covered. And what I mean by that is we're human. So sometimes we might see things and we might hear things that will make us want to retaliate or act a certain way. And the reason why those conversations are so hard is because sometimes it's hard to not be in your flesh and want to pop back off or strike back. That's just the the human nature in us. But again, you know, going back to the word, it reminds us that 
it's God's place to handle any and everybody out of order. So if we focus on our vision, our job, and have our confidence in him, we'll be okay. No, that doesn't mean that you're supposed to let somebody walk over you or hurt you or not defend yourself. So we definitely go over that. But for the most part, we focus on how to try to avoid those very situations, if possible. I love that. And I, I, I definitely like how you really broke it down, you know, not only from a father's perspective and him, you know, showing him firsthand, but from a mom's perspective, because we are natural born nurturers. So that's really good that he's able to kind of see how it is from both angles. I, I really like that. My, 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 those are hard because, you know, that's, and I have to stop saying this. My son's 13 and I still have to be reminded to stop saying that's my baby, but <laughs> that's still my baby. I don't think these kids will ever stop being mama's babies. Like my mom no. still call me her baby. <laughs> same here, same here. And I'm 34. Yeah, she still calls me her baby. So I don't think we, you know, will ever stop doing that. <laughs> Oh, no, but it's just, you know, I, I just want him and all of our, our youth to be okay when they're not with us. Mm -hmm. You know, I want them to be okay and stand firm in being okay without us, knowing what to do when we're not there. Because the reality is, even though it tugs in my heart to even think about this, the reality is they won't always be with us. Yes. They're not always with us. You know, now more than ever due to COVID, yeah, we pretty much are together all the time now. But, you know, especially with everything that has been happening recently, and it's nothing new, but the things, the past events that have happened within this year are enough to just want to be there with them 24-7. So, you know, for the entire family, mothers, fathers, daughters, sons, grandmas, grandfathers, this is just a very trying season for all of us. I agree. I agree. Um, it's a trying season. It's the testing season. Like, I can remember praying for days that I could spend more time with my daughter because work was overwhelming. And... What I pray for honestly has happened. Now, it may not be in the most appealing form that I expected when I prayed that prayer, but I look at this as, you know, an opportunity for me to be able to bond with her on a different level and on an everyday level since she's home, I'm home, and I kind of take advantage of that. Now, with me seeing that as the world began to reopen, what are some ways that we can continue to bond with our children? Yes. Okay. So I can definitely speak to this from a mother's fun perspective. So for me, <laughs> it's so funny because I would have never thought to play the PlayStation with my son. I just never saw myself being a gamer. So for me, our bond is now than ever. Now I'm going to be honest. I got to be transparent. I used to be that mom that would come in the house if my son was playing a game. And automatically, I want to know, how long have you been on this game? <laughs> because <laughs> I've been on this game all day and night. Well, you know, now, 
having those conversations and realizing, okay, he's limited to what he can do. He can't go outside and ride the bike. He can't go over his friend's house. He can't go to the skating rink. There are certain things that he can't do. So my playing the game with him allows us to talk. It allows us to laugh, you know, looking at the YouTube videos and pranks that he loves to look at, finding out who his favorite anime characters are, coming into their world. You know, it shows them that I'm more than just a son to my mama. She's actually interested in what I like. She's actually interested in why I like to play this game like this. She's actually interested in why I like to watch this show. One thing that me and my son have been doing since April is my son didn't know who Steve Urkel was, and it blew my mind. So So we would stay up all night watching back-to-back episodes of Family Matters. And this was one of my favorite shows growing up. So being able to connect with my son in this arena, and you know, the shows that we grew up watching, they were all about lessons and family and, you know, teachable moments and humor, good, clean humor, no profanity. So being able to expose him to this, it has been just such an amazing time for both of us. So, you know, I say getting into their world and then also drawing them back into the things that matter the most is so awesome. Because a lot of times we, again, as adults, we think about what we want them to know, what we know they should know. You know, we know best, right? But a lot of times it's something as simple as them showing us something that we would have never realized based on what it is that they like. I found out that my son loves to play video games a lot because he's interested in creating his own video game. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. So, you know, it's, a, it's, it's just phenomenal what happens when we just take the time to really just step into their world. And, and of course, again, as adults and as parents, we get so caught up in the things that that we know are important, but their world consists of more than homework and chores. And it reminds us of when we were growing up, you know, what was important to us. Of course, the day and time has changed, but they still have a lot more that they can show us too. I agree. One thing that I did, um, we had to write four things down that we want to learn and four things down that we can teach. So (laughs) I actually learned a lot about space (laughs) that I didn't know before. So that's something that we want, that I want us to kind of keep doing, even though everything is kind of going back to the new normal. So that's something that we were able to do. So I like that you said that. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I'm going to adopt that. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Now, before I let you go, I do always ask, uh, what is one book that you can recommend to our mom tribe? Oh, yes. I love reading. And one of the favorite books that I've read, um, I'm not going to say thus far, but this year, is The Teenage Brain. Highly recommend that for moms. The Teenage Brain. Yes. Although it says The Teenage Brain, it's actually good for those moms who have um, preteens. Now, now, I asked you for the book recommend, recommendation for our mom tribe. So what is one book that every parent should get for their child? Okay. 
So I have two because okay. I have one for girls and one for boys. Um, for the boys, I'm going to start out because I'm a boy mom. I would say um, we could be brothers. Actually, there are two. I, I take that back. We could be brothers and 12 round boys. Those are two must-haves for boys. And for the girls, I have to go with The State of Girls by Marlene Francois. Have to. Because this book is phenomenal. It offers activities and, you know, prompts that help girls know what factors in life that they play and what society and how to navigate through them with poise and success looks like. Um, it has coping skills and self-care affirmations, goal-setting tools, and so much more. I love it. And I'm going to make sure that I add all those books to the show notes, as well as the movie that you recommended, The Over- I think it's The Overcomer. I'm going to make yeah, sure that I yeah. add that to the show notes and add that on my movie list as well. Please do. Do you have you saw War Room? No. You haven't? Oh, God. You have to watch that, too. I was going to say, um, if you had saw War Room, I know you would fall in love with it, but I was going to say that Overcomer is the War Room for girls. And, and boys as well, but um, when, once you watch it, you will see why I said that. Okay, so I'm adding both of those to my movie list. <laughs> I literally yeah. have a list. Everybody I get on the podcast, I ask for book recommendations, movie recommendations. Well, you're the first one to give movie recommendations, but I always ask for book recommendations, and I have this list that I've been going through, and all of them are really, really amazing. Yes, ma'am. They, um, and this is the perfect time to watch those movies and read those books it really is yes i agree now i do want to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of let's talk mom to mom and um although we are overcoming this pandemic overcoming the changes of the world do you have anything coming up in 2020 2021 that we should know about and how can our let's talk mom to mom family keep in contact with you sure we do have some things that we will be announcing soon So I would love for everyone to keep in contact with us through Instagram at Ambitious Girls Inc. to stay updated on those things. And my page personally is Ambitious Akissi Hill. I will say that uh, last Sunday, this past Sunday, we were supposed to be traveling to Ghana. We have a chapter there that we initiated in December this past year. And so we were supposed to take our girls from Arkansas over there to do our retreat with the girls in Ghana. So we're in the replanning stages. That's one of the things to be on the lookout for. If there are any moms that would like to come on board with their daughters to join us in 2021. What's the age limit for this again? Because I think my daughter made the cut this time. Oh, really? Okay, so we are doing 6th through 11th grade. And I will tell you that (laughs) this is an experience that is going to be one through culture. It's going to be one through leadership. It's going to be one through history that everybody, and when I say everybody, all moms and girls can benefit from. Because there's nothing like, number one, visiting the motherland. And there's nothing like being connected to other girls and women in the motherland. One thing I want everybody to keep in mind is that this is not just a trip. This is a connection. And when the details come out, everybody will see why I say that. That's amazing. That's one thing that I do want to do is travel international with my daughter. So I love that you're providing 
not only girls but also moms to create those memories and experience that together yes yes it's a blessing it really is yes so I have to say thank you again for joining us for this episode of let's talk mom to mom it was truly a pleasure talking to you it was a pleasure to, to be here thank you again for inviting me you're very welcome and I thank you guys for joining us for this week's episode and I will talk to you guys next week